Vampire Week ends with two vampirific stories. You're like, Vampire Week? I didn't know what you were doing that. Well, we were. First off, we take a look at a man who can promise you today that he can make you a vampire for $500. And then we travel to Mexico to look at a vampire legend that is so obscure, most Mexicans have never ever heard of it before. Even though this vampire kills a baby every month. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to another devilish episode of Dead Rabbit. Never mind, I'm not going to do that. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's Friday. That sounded that sounded oddly weird. I've never done that before. It's Friday. I'll say it in a deeper, more serious voice. Hope you guys have some awesome plans for the weekend. Don't forget, we are doing our six weeks to a better you. Now it's five weeks to a better you. June 15th, let's get some goals accomplished. Last week, I cut down my calories because I'm all about my fitness right now. I cut 900 calories out of my daily life. I feel great. I'm losing weight. I'm lifting. Let's see how better your life can be June 15th. You're like, dude, it is creeping up very rapidly. But remember, last week, six weeks to a better you. I want to see you in a better place in life. I'm going to be in a better place in life. We're all going to be far more awesome than we were on May 1st come June 15th. But anyways, let's go ahead and move. You're like, dude, I didn't know I was going to have so much pressure. I just wanted to hear a ghost story or a vampire story during Vampire Week. Ha ha ha. That I just announced. I was doing vampire stories a lot this week, but I didn't want to make it a vampire week. And I, because I, I don't think I talked about them on Wednesday or something like that. But anyways, we are going to take a look at some vampires. First off, we're going to say thank you to one of our legacy Patreons, Ivan M. Ivan, thank you so much for supporting the show. That really, really helps a lot. You are going to be our captain for this episode. If you can't support the Patreon, you know what I'm going to say. That's fine, too. Just help get the word out about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. So, Ivan, let's go ahead and fire up that carpenter copter. We are flying out to India because that is where this seems to be centered. We're flying out to India. You're like, Jason, that's a super big country. You just can't say, next stop, India. Like, I have to have directions. Ivan, Ivan, okay. And I don't know the specifics, Ivan. Just fly, just hover around India for a while. And we'll figure it out. Because apparently, you actually may have encountered one of these. There is a post that's floating around the internet. Some people may say it's copy pasta. Some people may say it's creepy pasta. Some people may say it's a scam. Here we go. This is on, this is, uh, this was posted, the original time I saw it, this was posted on the Facebook page for the South Atlantic News Agency. It's written by a man named Keith Braden. Keith Braden writes this, and it, it, it is broken English, so we're just going to have to struggle through a bit of this. I'm a vampire, and I know you will be surprised to think that. How I can write articles on the site if I'm a vampire. I am, I am quite shocked. I didn't know vampires could use computers, but Keith proved me wrong. Here we continue. I can change any time, any day to either human or vampire. Yes, it is true. How I become a vampire with the help of the Hindu priest. And then he has this helpful email address, vampirelordtransformerchanging at gmail.com. That's very nice. I thought they might have their own server, you know, being undead creatures that that feed on humans. But no, just Gmail. 
If you want to write that down, it's vampire lord transformer changing at gmail.com. He goes on to say that technically he's a demon called a pissach. A pissach. It's like a Indian version, an East Asian version of the vampire. Um, it's a far cry from Twilight. If you wanted to like meet up with this dude, want him to turn into a vampire, just to let you know, they don't necessarily drink human blood, they eat flesh. That's a huge difference, right? There is something romantic about the young maiden being in her bedroom. She's combing her hair. The window's open. Someone crawls through the window. Okay, so it's, it's less it's less romantic when you start to think about the real-world applications of it. But in old-timey England, instead of, like, some creepy dude crawling through your bedroom window, it's mist. That's not creepy, right? It's mist. And the woman's combing her long brown hair. I picture her looking like that chick from the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Christine Daae, she's, she's combing her hair. And then the mist forms behind her. And it's a handsome, pale man with fangs. But she doesn't see, see, because she's in the mirror. But her blood gets cold. And she feels the hairs on the back of her neck stick up one by one. The chill moves. It moves through her soul. She wants to turn around, but she doesn't. She wants to scream, but she hopes that he stays. The vampire bears his fangs, and she feels his warm breath on her naked neck. That's hot, right? Now, let me retell that story with this dude's version of the vampire. Chick's combing her hair. Dude breaks in the window. Eats her flesh. That's not romantic. That's not hot. And you're like, Jason, neither was the other one. Because the other one also was 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 borderline. It was borderline. But at least the girl's flesh was still there, right? She just got a little puncture mark on her neck. Also, these guys, bulging veins, red eyeballs. That's, yeah, you're not Edward. You can you can email transformer what was it vampire lord transformer change in gmail.com do not expect that you're going to look like Brad Pitt. You might look like Brad Pitt after he's <laughs> been on Mars with no spacesuit for a while, but no, you're not otherwise you will not look like Brad Pitt. But before you email this guy, he has some more information for you. He says, "I will not tell you my exact location, but I will tell you how to become a vampire." My English is not so good, so excuse me. It's weird that he's mentioning that now. So we get it, dude. Like that, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't reading the rest of this email, being like, "Is there something wrong with my eyes? Is my do I have like late onset dyslexia? What's going?" Oh, English isn't his first language. Sorry, I should have figured that out myself. The five previous paragraphs. But you're thinking, Jason, are you making fun of this guy because he can't? No, I don't have a problem that he has a hard time writing English. But that, so the joke isn't that. That's a clue, actually. That's a clue. So he says, my English is not so good, so excuse me. And then he goes on, if you become a vampire, you can still be an ordinary man, but you will get more power. This is a weird set. So when you think of vampires, assuming you're not thinking of a flesh-eating vampire, if you're thinking of regular vampires, what's the power set you think of? If you're trying to imagine yourself as a vampire, what would you, uh, you know, fly... Obviously, for me, turning into mist and going into Christine Daae's bedroom, what was the power set? This is what he. This is his pitch to us before we emailed Vampire Lord Transformer Changing. If you become a vampire, you can still be a ordinary man, but you will get more power. Okay, that's cool. And gain more height. 
I never thought of vampires of as particularly tall. If honestly, I I think I've always imagined vampires to be like normal height, like not super tall or super short, just kind of like a dude floating around. I've never thought of, oh no, look at like I've never seen a basketball player and be like, yep, he's probably a vampire. Like I've never concluded those two, but apparently that's what this guy wants. We go on. You will become much younger than your mates of the same age. I have no idea what that means. Me and my buddies are all 23. I get, I become a flesh-eating demon. I'm a foot taller, and now I look like I'm 16? Like, I don't get that. If we're all the same age, how can I become younger than them? Wouldn't I just become younger in general? But anyways, anyway, the, the powers of the Dark Lords confound us all. You will never become bald as well. Which is interesting, because if you're already bald, how does that work? Do you grow hair? But I don't know. I guess if you're a flesh-eating demon with bulging veins and giant red eyes, I'm sure you can grow some follicles. And, so you're saying, Jason, Jason, you're nitpicking. You're being a nitpicker. Who doesn't want to be a little bit taller? Who doesn't want to be a little bit younger? Who doesn't want to have a full head of hair? Fair, fair. Your mileage may vary on that. But then we get to the last line. But I, but you already became one of these vampires. You already sold it, so you're taller, you're younger, you have a head full of hair. And here's, this is not a selling point, guys. Because what he's trying to do is he's trying to get money from us. Apparently, if you email vampirelordtransformerchanging at gmail.com, he'll ask you for $500 for a vial of his blood, which you are then to drink, and then you become a vampire. Now, that's disgusting, and it's it most likely breaks several biomedical waste laws. But apparently you send the $500 and you never get the blood. And then they they go, oh, it's caught up in customs. You know, those uh, anti-vampire people working at ICE. They'll stop everything. So then you send them another $500 and you never hear from them again. But Keith Braden goes on to say, you're going to get more power. You're going to get taller. You're not going to be bald anymore. And here's the last part. You don't need any sex. You will always satisfied. So what are you supposed to do? You're taller, you're powerful, you're younger, you have a head full of hair, and you can't use any of that to get a chick? Who cares if I'm taller if just dudes are like, hey, you're tall? Doesn't make any sense. So anyways, but, and I don't even understand, you will always, you will always satisfied. So does that mean you're just constantly like walking around in a constant state of orgasm? You don't need any sex because every waking moment of your life, which that would get old quick, right? But anyways, I could go on and on with this guy's ridiculous email. He does direct us to go to a website called howtobecomearealvampire.weebly.com because, again, if you are one of the forsaken souls trapped between damnation and paradise, you're going to use Weebly, right? You're going to use a pre-formatted website. It's defunct. You go there, there's nothing there, apparently. The ancient ones can't pay their $6.99 ISP hosting bill. But here's the thing. I could go on and on. That was posted back on October 23rd, 2015. By a guy named Keith Braden. Now, there's tons of these out there. I found one from someone named Roland. And he talks about how he wanted to become a vampire. And he he got his from vampirescreedlodge at gmail.com. And then his girlfriend Vicky shows up. Or Victoria, I guess I should say. I shouldn't be that familiar with her. I've never met her. But she also talks about another place she also talks about vampires creed and that's where she names specifically it's 500 dollars to get the blood and everything like that and they got it and it took them 30 minutes and they became vampires and then i found this one this one those were published in 2017 
The first one I went over, Keith Braden one, that was October 23rd, 2015. So this has been going on for a couple of years. Listen to this one. This one's from 2016. Being a vampire has certain limitations, but it can also be a ton of fun. Your extra strengths and abilities can make you successful in almost every endeavor you participate in. And before you know it, the money and acquaintances will come streaming in. That's a good sales pitch. That's a really, really good sales pitch. This was, I don't remember exactly what website I found this on, but this was in 2016. You can build wealth and gain prestige and notoriety and attempt things you may never have considered as a human. One thing you will definitely have more of is time. Beef up your education and learn all you wanted to. Travel the world to see things most people only ever see on TV. This is, again, a really, really good sales pitch. This is starting to make me want, want to eat human flesh. This is going to be especially fun if you turn to share your life with one of us. Let us show you the wonders of the world. Learn new languages. Go skydiving or scuba dive with the sharks. Visit the African safari. You no longer need to be scared of nature or wildlife. You will have become the world's strongest predator. Have fun with it. And your life as a vampire can be more fulfilling than you ever dreamed. Explore, experiment, experience, and get excited. There's a big world out there. With lots to see and do, and as a vampire, you can do it all. If willing and ever ready to be a full-blooded vampire with powers and mighty great skills, then these is the opportunity for you to get transformed and turned into a vampire. And then he gives you a couple emails you can contact. It's still a scam, right? But he gives you an email you can contact. KaithBraden at gmail.com Keith Braden in 2015 left a barely coherent English is his second language post and yet a year later is pitching the same sales deal but speaking as if he spent the past year mastering the English language it's the the the, the it's not just the grammar works but the imagery is evocative it's not no bald have hair be tall it's Imagine you're in the jungle. You have nothing to fear. You are the alpha predator. Now, it's possible that Keith Braden is just the name that different writers use to run this scam. Or, it's very interesting in this email, out of all the stuff he lists, all these activities you can do as a vampire, one of them stuck out, right? Learn new languages. Is Keith Braden actually a vampire? Did we actually watch the evolution of a young man who had just recently become a vampire? He was a in, in native to India. Types out this email on behalf of his lord vampire, his vampire lord transformer changing at gmail.com. And then in the year in between with his vampire skills, learned English more fluently than a lot of English speakers. Possible it's a dumb scam email. That's the most likely answer. But we may have actually seen what being turned into a flesh-eating demon can do. Because if you don't need to sleep, why not learn another language in between skydiving and scuba diving? Lots of diving involved when you're a vampire, obviously. Let's go to move on to our next story. You're like, Jason, are you seriously thinking? You gotta admit that's weird, right? You gotta admit that's weird. Because I've read so many of these, and Keith Braden had two of them. One was written like a bunch of gibberish, and the other one was a college-level 
description of so you know you guys can just say jason jason you just spent 15 minutes talking about scam emails and that was fine but then when you tried to convince me that someone actually turned into a vampire because they can type better later hey man I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I'm going to do the conspiracy theorist thing. I'm just asking questions. Is it possible that Keith Braden really turned into a vampire and can now write incredibly well? Stranger things have happened. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Ivan, I want you to fire up that carboner copter. We're headed out to Mexico. This is an interesting one. It's one of the things I like most about cryptids and ghosts and spirits is government involvement. But before we get to that, but before we get to that, let's bring that carpenter copter down. We are flying over Laxcala State in central Mexico. Most of this information I got from a website called MexicoUnexplained.com. And specifically, this article was written by Robert Bito. So I want to give him credit. It's a really cool website. I've gotten some good stuff from there. We're flying down low over the Laxcala State or the or the Tlaxacala State. It's one of, the, one of the two. But Ivan knows where it's at. He's bringing that helicopter nice and low. We're flying over the valley now this legend is so obscure most people in mexico have never even heard of it it predates the spaniards coming to mexico it's super old there is a vampire known as the talalipuchi talalipuchi the lolly part the lolly part is an aztec word for to illuminate i don't know what the poochie is <laughs> i don't know what the poochie response means to i tried looking it up and it had a bunch of like urban dictionary stuff, you can imagine what people refer to as a poochie. But Talapapuchi was the name for this vampire woman. Almost always a woman. And that's funny because last week we talked about the Korean ghost that's almost always a woman. And I postulated that maybe if we looked at it, most ghosts are women. There's there's a minority of male ghosts. And and I think I, if we looked in the world of cryptids, we may see something similar to that. But And it's a witch. It's, it's a witch. I don't know if witches normally are... Th- this, is an intre- this is an interesting one because she kind of blurs the lines. It's not a witch in the sense that we think of as a witch. It's a subspecies of human. It's a shapeshifter that you are simply born one. But not like the old tradition where... Your grandmother was a witch, and I'm a witch, and now you two are... No, it's... You can go eight generations, zero witches born. But then you are cursed to be a Talapuchi. You don't know it until you hit puberty. And for three days, your soul leaves your body. And at that time, the family has to come together and realize that they now have one of these wretched spirits in their house. Now, from a sociological output, that kind of makes sense that we have more female versions of these, that it happens at puberty, that you're starting to see these hormonal changes going on in women, young girls, and maybe it was just an excuse to kick them out of the house. They're like, ah, get out of here. You're probably a witch. Kick them out of the house. Go live with someone else. So that's possible. But in these small villages in this central Mexican state, it was a time of great fear. When your child hits puberty, you don't know if they're going to become one of these creatures because... These creatures have a, a power set. The biggest one is that they're shapeshifters. Now, they can shapeshift into anything. They can shapeshift into a tick or a flea to sneak past guards. They can turn into a wolf. They can turn into a larger animal. But 75%, this is, again, now this is where we get into just bizarre myths, bizarre weirdness. 
They can turn into any type of animal, and really, I didn't see any limitations. They could turn into a pail of water if they wanted to, but 75% of the time, when they shapeshift, they become a, a turkey. And they're, they're, they're glow-in-the-dark turkey. Whenever they shapeshift, they'll not just turn into a flea, they'll turn into a glow-in-the-dark flea. So when they turn into a wolf, it's glowing. That's pretty menacing. A, a glow-in-the-dark flea, you wouldn't even know it. it wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice it, right? Glow-in-the-dark wolf would give you nightmares. Glow-in-the-dark turkey. Like, I want to eat that. I would want to eat that just out of curiosity to see if my poop would glow in the dark, too. But anyway, 75% of the time, it's a glow-in-the-dark turkey. Because these things can be born into any family at any given time, sometimes they'll go to war with each other. They have hunting grounds. They're solitary. They do not have the whole, like, oh, witches unite, let's all hold hands, pray to Mumra, none of that stuff. They have hunting grounds. If two are in the same city, one of them's either leaving or getting murdered by the opposing witch. Because they have a very, very specialized diet. Now, they're not just witches, but remember, this is Vampire Week. They're vampire witches. They don't eat flesh like Kate Braden. They drink blood. However, they have to kill a baby a month to stay alive. That's a doomsday clock. That's a curse. That's an absolute curse. Like, you know, my my scenario in the beginning where, like, Lestat is, like, flying through your window. It's, uh, some people find that sexy. I don't know. I might if I'm a vampire. But I'm not. It's nothing sexy about having to eat a baby a month at all. And there's no workaround to that. If they go a month without eating a baby, they die. And you don't want to die. So they eat babies. That's horrific. You know, when Angel's sitting around on Buffy being like, oh, I can't, I don't want to drink human blood. You're like, dude, just drink a little bit of human blood. Like, it's not going to kill you. It might kill your victim, but, you know, just drink the blood of bad guys and stuff like that. There's no bad babies. There's no, like, there are no bad boy babies. Although that is the name of my new band, Bad Boy Babies. To do the transformation, it's where they can transform their bodies, but to do it, they have, they have this unique ritual. First, they have to go into their kitchen. And start a fire, which is always a bad way to start a ritual, right? That is the reason your parents aren't kicking you out of the house because you're a hard-to-handle teenager. It's because you keep setting fires. But once a month, you set a little fire in your kitchen, and you walk into it. You sit down. You pull your legs off, and then you turn into a turkey and walk away. Once you're a turkey, you can shapeshift into other stuff. But then your legs are just sitting by this fire. That makes your legs vulnerable. And sometimes people will try to destroy the legs to prevent you from turning back into a human. But... <laughs> I mean, that's just bizarre. You're walking into a house, you're like, hey, has anyone seen Nancy? Oh, are you kidding me? You see two legs sitting in the kitchen, the kitchen's on fire. You're like, guys, come on. We gotta do something about this unholy creature living under this roof. But she's your daughter. I don't care. She's a turkey. <sighs> okay, fine. You sit down, you watch television for a while till you hear the turkey. You see the glow, glow outside. I don't know why I'm making fun of this. That turkey just ain't a baby. That's not, the guy would be like, oh, my daughter's coming home. Oh, wait, my daughter just ate someone else's daughter. But anyways, the turkey has this ritual. Well, it, it will find a baby in a house, and then it will has to fly. Oh, yeah, it can fly as a turkey. This turkey it can fly around, which, I mean, that's nothing. It's already taken its legs off and glow in the dark. I can allow a turkey to fly around. Turkey has to fly over the house, making the shape of a cross, which is weird, because normally, crosses and vampires mm -mm, don't go well together. But this one has to make the sign of the cross. Then it will sneak into your house. It's looking to eat your baby. If it can't get into the house... That was, <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. If it can't get into the house, it can turn into the flea or the tick. 
and like slide underneath your door. And once it's in your house, you're doomed. Actually, once it knows you have a baby in your house, you're already doomed. You can stay up all night long waiting for this thing. But once it's in your house, it will release a noxious knockout gas. It'll put everyone in the house to sleep. And then the turkey will walk up to the crib, turn back into a human, now the legs are back on, and will kill your child. And then sneak out. If you are able to prevent it from getting to the house, because it's interesting, even though this story predates the Spaniards, it has a connection to Western vampires. Garlic keeps it away. You can put a stake through its heart, a wooden stake through its heart to kill it. You have to get pretty close to it, though, obviously, to do that. Which you could say that's um, cultural contamination from the West, or you could say that those things actually do affect vampiric life forms, and that's why you can have a culture, a ocean away that has similar things. But anyways, you can stick a stake through its heart if you get close enough, but it also can turn into anything. If you're able to keep it out of your house, a lot of times it will then destroy your crops. It'll transform into a wolf and eat your cows or transform into a donkey and step all over your crops, which technically you could probably do that as a wolf or even a flying turkey. But it will just basically it's coming for your kid and, and it has to eat a kid a month. And if it can't eat your kid, if you're able to keep it away, it will destroy everything. Now, this thing, there's a great scene in the original Alien where they're talking about the the xenomorph. They find it has acid for blood. And one of the characters goes, it's a hell of a defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. And that's true. Something that actually can do more damage as it's dying is, that's an amazing defense mechanism. This thing, this thing gives the xenomorph a run for its money. This thing also has some hilarious ways to kill it, though. One of the things I always joke about cryptids where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and there's this cryptid in Brazil. Like, if you if it's coming at you, you don't show your shiny teeth or you lay on the ground. And it pat- it's just always this weird stuff. Take your left shoe off and throw it under their right foot. And then da-da-da. this is the perfect example of that. To take out one of these creatures, like to stick it through the heart or to decapitate it, which is another way to kill it. You can't do it in combat. You have to freeze it in place. And once these guys are frozen, if you can freeze them, anything can kill them, technically. Like, if they're frozen, you could shoot them with a shotgun. But if they're not frozen and they're coming at you, it's a weird catch. You have to decapitate them or stick them with a wooden stake. If they're frozen, you can still use those things. They don't become immune to that. They're like, ah, wood is now my strength. But once they're frozen, they're actually completely vulnerable. You can chop them up with a chainsaw if you can get close enough. Which you could, because they're frozen. But, I mean, that doesn't still mean you should walk around with chainsaws. You have to freeze it in place. Here's a couple different ways to do that. Take a white handkerchief, put a rock in it, tie it, and then throw it at her. It hits her, she'll freeze in place. And then you take your time, chop its head off. Take your hat off. Put it on the ground with the top of the hat touching the ground. You take a knife out, you stab the hat. Freezes her in place. That's just weird. Those are both weird things that that can... Whatever part of the legend, like, if you made that up, someone would be like, so, Papa, how do we stop these things? And he's like, well, little one, you, uh... uh," He's looking around the room, he sees a hat, he's like, you, uh, take a hat, and, uh... He looks over, sees a knife, and then you take a knife, and then he looks down to the ground, and he's like, uh... So, I mean, like, did he just make it up? Or if these things are real, how did they figure it out? How many times were they like, oh, no, she's coming, and they threw their hat on the ground and get murdered? And the next guy was like, oh, no, no, she's coming. He takes his hat on the gr- off the ground and then throws a knife at the hat and gets murdered. 
and then eventually over the course of 10,000 years through human evolution, the person evolves to the point where they know, oh, if I take my hat off and put a knife through it, then she freezes in place. Just like vultures learning how to drop turtles. Then, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one to stop this one because it's honestly the most troublesome one. However, if you don't have a handkerchief, you don't have a hat, and you're trying to stop one of these things from killing you, because they do kill humans as well. They just need to kill a baby a month. They can kill as many people as they want. They just have to kill at least one baby a month to survive. You may not have a handkerchief. You may not have a hat. But you know what I can almost guarantee you having is a pair of pants. So if you ever see one of these things coming at you, what you do is you take your pants off, which is not a good defense strategy, right? You take your pants off. You then have to pull, while this creature is coming at you, right? You take your pants off, which already takes a while. Take your pants off. You pull one leg through. So now one leg is um, inside out. So now you basically have the two legs going long ways. And then you throw them at her. Throw your jeans at her. One leg's normal. The other leg's inside out. And it hits her. And she freezes in place. It would honestly be quicker to just go to a hat store and buy a hat. Right? Because there's no scenario where you're being chased by a creature that serves the Dark Lord, and you're going to have time to take your pants off. Just taking your pants off alone takes a while. I think it at least takes me like 30 seconds to take my pants off. And that's standing still. If I'm being chased, it's going to take more. And then usually, I uh, 30 seconds with my shoes already off. If i got to take my shoes off too, we're looking at like a minute and a half. You You know how fast turkeys fly, dude? They don't, but I mean, you know how fast vampire witch turkeys fly? Faster than a minute and a half. But here's the thing. You go, okay, you're talking about defense mechanisms. Take your pants off, throw it at her. Throwing handkerchiefs full of rocks and stuff like that. That's not a big deal. Here's the problem. You throw it at her, throw the jeans at her. You chop her head off. You save your baby. You save the people in your house. Now you become one. That's the second way this can happen. You can be born one. And if you kill one, you have to eat a baby a month until you either can't live with yourself anymore, somebody else kills you. That is a defense mechanism. I don't think I've ever come across a cryptid. I don't think I've ever come across that outside of fiction, where if you kill the creature, you become the creature. There actually is a really good uh, movie called Don't Kill It, starring Dolph Lundgren. It was dope. It almost it felt like it should have been the pilot for a television series. You should check it out. Dead Rabbit recommends don't kill it. Um, but yeah, it was the same thing. If you kill the de- in that one, if you kill the demon, you get possessed by the demon. And it was an interesting movie. I liked it. I watched it when I was trapped in the airport when that massive snowstorm hit. But this is, I don't want to say this is real life because this is a possibly fictional creature. But in the legend, this is real life. So if it's sneaking into your house, you have to make a judgment call. You can try to keep it out of your house can possibly kill your kid, but if you kill it, then you simply become one of them yourselves. Now you are hungering for the blood of the innocent. And it's like an addiction. You can say, well, I just won't do it. I'll just die after that first month, but the hunger becomes so intense. You'll find yourself setting a little fire in your kitchen while the family's asleep, taking your legs off, transforming into a glowing turkey to find your own feast. Interesting cryptid all around, but it becomes an even more bizarre story in the 1950s. Lox Estate in Central Mexico. 
you had a state official just checking paperwork, stamping stuff, stamp, put it away, stamp, put it away. This state worker is going through death certificates, birth certificates, things like that, from villages in his state. And he starts to notice something on birth certificates. Now, it was on all sorts of birth certificates. The older people had this, but it was mostly babies were having their cause of death on their birth certificate. Chupado por la bruja. What? This must be a typo. And he looks at another birth certificate. Chupado por la bruja. In English, that means sucked by the witch. He goes and reports it to his superiors. He's like, hey, um, we're getting some weird death certificates from a couple villages. And shows them to him. What? <laughs> sucked by a witch? What's going on? They look through them and it was mostly babies. But there were some adults, some teenagers. So they sent state officials out there. They sent them out to the villages. Well, like, hey, what's going on? You, we see that you're writing down that these people are being killed by witches. Because, again, this is a super obscure legend. It'd be like up here if there was a death certificate that said ripped apart by Sasquatch, the county commissioner wouldn't be like, what's a Sasquatch? I mean, he wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't be like, oh, case done. Boot, put it away. He wouldn't believe it, but he'd at least know what it was. The state officials, they were like, we don't even know what you're talking about. Like, there, there's a witch sucking people out here? And the the villagers would tell them about this glowing turkey that was flying around. And they started, they basically, state officials started an investigation. What happened was you were finding these babies and these adults. These bodies were being found with severe bruising and discoloration of the upper body. And the time of death was usually at night. So when a coroner was taking a look at these bodies, they're like, heavy bruising, happens at night, probably got attacked by the witch. So they put on there. And now, they had been filling out these death certificates with that for a while. And people were just processing them, not looking at them. It wasn't until some state worker took a double look and started going through the files and finding a lot of these. State investigators got involved, and eventually they said, listen, we're going to, we understand you're a small town, you have your rural superstitions and all that stuff. We're not going to tell you what to do, what to put on your birth certificates, but if you put sucked by a witch on another birth certificate, we're going to come out and we're going to investigate it. And we're going to do that for every single time you put that on a death certificate. We're going to send a team out, we're going to send out some police officers, they're going to interview everybody. We're going to find out what's going on. So what do you want to do? After that, that stopped appearing on death certificates. Now, there could be a couple of reasons what was going on. One, it's possible that this was a natural death and you had this town that was superstitious and the coroner was putting down sucked by a witch. Possible. You have a idea that there is a witch, a shape-shifting, glow-in-the-dark turkey flying around, killing people, and these were accurate death certificates. It's not put on there anymore. The police aren't going out there to investigate these deaths. But that doesn't mean that the deaths stopped. It just means they stopped being reported in the way that they were being reported. It's possible that they just didn't want to have the investigators come out, because the townspeople knew how things would play out. They keep putting sucked by a witch. They know that the witch is killing them. And they keep putting that down. And some police investigators come out. 
to get the whole story. They begin interviewing families. They begin pestering witnesses trying to get to the truth. The townspeople already know the truth. They don't need a police investigation. There's a vampire witch there. She's been there for a long time. The police would eventually find her, try to kill her. She'd get away. Maybe she murders them and backup arrives. Maybe they continue to pursue her until finally they kill her and justice is served. The townspeople would know what was going to happen next. And even though their town would be safe, that young police officer who did manage to take this witch down goes back to his hometown, goes back to his old life. And then a month later, late at night, in his house back in the big city, he begins to develop a taste for the blood of a child. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend. I love you guys. Be safe, and I'll see you Monday.